TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome on in. It is the afternoon show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz alongside Ike Reese. On this hump day Wednesday. What's happening, Ike? Fritzy! I'll let you boy. Well, big show today. A lot to get into. Sixers deadline tomorrow. Some Eagles thoughts as we are in the middle of Super Bowl week. And Craig Carton. Joining the show coming up at, at 2.30. Excited to talk to Craig about uh, what Spike was like as a boss, uh, what he's got going on now with the new show and, yeah. and, and responsible gaming. Plus, I'm trying so, to talk to him about leaving t- uh, radio to go to TV. Yeah, why does he hate Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> All that good stuff. Yeah. And we'll get to everything if you want to get into on 5592-9494. But I want to start with the Phillies, Ike. Mm-hmm. It's time. We, we are one week Fighting. away. Fighting. Fightings one week away. The uh, truck day is tomorrow. Oh God! <laughs> Don't get too excited. <laughs> truck day. <laughs> I gotta admit, I was excited like ten years ago. I used for to truck get, day. Yeah, I used to get excited about that stuff. Well, listen, man. If I got if the NFL has to market everything that turns into a huge uh, event, I get truck day. Truck day is an exciting day. See look, how many uh, sunflower seeds? Oh. How much Gatorade is going down? How many baseballs? How many baseballs? And one fanatic hot dog launcher. <laughs> That's right. Always ends the list. Yes. Can't wait for that. So, a week away from from uh, tra- uh, you know spring training, pitchers and catchers, all that stuff. Dave Dombrowski was a guest on the morning show this morning with Joe and John. Uh, he is. He's a, a, a delightful listen. Like, delightful. He is a just delightful listen. I, I feel like I'm getting honesty. He says some things. He's slick. You know, I, I, I could listen to Dave Dombrowski all day long. I don't feel like I'm getting sold a bill of goods. <laughs> Feed me Dombrowski. See? See? Feed, hold on. Paul's too yeah, bad. Yep. <laughs> Got a nice soothing voice. First of all, that sounds like a Polish sausage or something, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no offense to anybody. Yeah, Dombrowski. When you said feed me Dombrowski. It really does. It really... <laughs> Secondly, yeah. um, as, as, as embarrassing as that was, you just did. Thank you. This the, I think this is the second time you've been really embarrassed next to me. Like The, the one day I said I love this team or I love the Phillies, and you were like, all right, <laughs> take, a, take a step back. I happen to agree with you, though, on the whole Dombrowski presentation. Yeah, you know, whenever he's on, you don't. You're right. You don't. You don't feel like someone's lying to you. Just gotta kick your feet up and <laughs> see what Uncle Dave's got for the for the day. Like, because we go from the the Andy McPhails and Clentax, every time yeah. they talked, I was like, you might as well sell the team. This is a waste of time. <laughs> to Dombrowski, where it's like everything's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Um, oh my god! And he addressed he addressed this quiet off season that's been going on with the Phillies. Here's mm-hmm. Dave Dombrowski. Well, I think overall that assessment is accurate. I mean, quiet doesn't mean 
inactive. I mean, we've been active on many different things as far as staying abreast of what's going on. But yeah, it's been quiet after our first real big goal was to get a starting pitcher with Aaron becoming a free agent. Of course, we were fortunate to re-sign him, which is a big signing for us. That really stabilized our starting rotation. And when you say, well, why? I think there's a combination of factors. One is we have a good club. That's apparent. There's not gaping holes. And we're also in an opportunity where giving opportunity to some of our young players, which people are not usually very open-minded to or understanding. But we think if we're going to be the organization that we would like to be throughout, that we would we want to give young players an opportunity. And I hear them, and I think all that is logical. But I sit here a, a week away from pitchers and catchers. I'm excited. I, I can't wait for that, to have the Phillies back. But I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't disappointed in this Phillies in this Phillies off offseason. I'm disappointed with 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 the, the approach this offseason. The whole interview kind of felt like, well, we're we're, we're kind of set. And, and I get that. You know, it's it's it have on paper seemingly a top five rotation, top five bullpen, top five lineup. But that's not really an excuse for me when you're a, a win away from the World Series last year to not give some some wind at our sails because it's taken a, a long time for us to get over game six and seven and to not really give us anything to, to chew on and, and, and get fired up and can't wait to get down to spring training for. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm disappointed in this Phillies offseason. Like, where are you at? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not disappointed. And that's a tough way to describe the offseason for this team. They, they, over the last three seasons, have gone out – and, you know, added key players, cornerstone players that are the very backbone uh, of this team when you talk about star power and significant impact players, whether it's on the mound or whether it's at the plate. They've been able to do that over the last three to four years under Dave Dombrowski, and I think they've earned uh, one offseason where they aren't necessarily out there just – opening up the purse strings or the wallet uh, and just giving away $100 million, $200 million deals this year. Now, we know they did that with Aaron Nola, mm-hmm. and sort of that's their big signing of the offseason. If it wasn't going to be Aaron Nola, that money, if not more, would have been going to someone to replace Aaron Nola. So that would have been your big free agent acquisition this offseason. It just so happens to be it's one of our own. And so they didn't add a whole lot to the ball club. And quite frankly, um, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. I know I probably should. But if you just go from the all-star break or let's say from the trade deadline to the end of the season and look at their wins and losses, they're a pretty good baseball team. And that's when they pretty much had their full lineup. And that's pretty much who they're going to come back with Mm -hmm. this year to start the season off. So that's kind of how I would imagine Dave Dombrowski is sort of judging this team and evaluating this team as they move forward. Yeah, could they have made some minor tweaks? Center field, we'll see. But is it all that bad to say let's go into the uh, at least spring training given uh, Rojas the the, the ability – to win the center field spot. He showed some nice things out there. We all love his defense. Can he do some more at the plate? Dave Dombrowski said, offseason, winter, winter, uh, winter training. He's been working out. He's been, in the, uh, he's, he's been working with the hitting coach. They like the progression that he's making. Let's see what he looks like uh, in spring training. You have to be able to fill some of these roles with salaries that you have under control, 
with young talent, with ascending talent, where you're 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 more or less getting more bang for your buck. <laughs> I know. You, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just right in the middle. No, I know you're cooking. You're cooking. And I looked right at you, made eye contact, and I burped. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, so I just, I oh, did, let me get back. I did house some pizza before we got on here. No, that's yes. on me. Let me get back. <laughs> I'll, I'll burp this way. Yeah, yeah. Don't you look out that way, so I can just go in and cook. look long into the, into your eyes. And but if, if if you look at some of the younger players. Like, where else would you have upgraded? Yeah, we needed a right-handed power bat, but okay. Cassiano's wasn't terrible last year. Oh, he's an all-star. He <laughs> yes, in the first half of the season. Kimbrell and, and Nick Cassiano's were our all-stars, our all-stars last year. Forget about Kimbrell. He's out of here, you man. Feel? No, Kimbrell's out of here. Cassiano's is a, is a player that we're always going to be in a hot, cold, love-hate relationship with. Hmm? I just, I just, just, just grown to accept that. You know, it's, just, it's a lot like him. He's either hot that's or, he's, what I'm saying. or he's, he's cold a, and chasing He's such everything. a streaky player, yeah. and the fact that he doesn't really give you a whole lot that sort of endears himself to everybody. He's sort of that, that straight shooter, deadpan sort of personality that even when he's cracking a funny, a joke, you don't, you don't even realize that's what he's doing. So it's just, it's just, that's just um, what I've come to expect. Uh, about uh, Nick Castellanos. But, but everything else, I think Aaron Ola was the big move and, and sort of finding that number two. Now, some people will say we overpaid Aaron Ola, right? I don't know how you necessarily feel about that. I feel like they paid about, about fair. Right? So, fair price for Aaron Ola. So, I, I'm, and I told you the other day, I'm looking at 93 wins. Will that be enough to win the uh, NL East? We're going to find out. You know, I, I'm excited to see this team in, 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 in full at the beginning of the season. Versus waiting to June, July, and August to finally get getting ready to see him. So again, I'm gonna knock on wood every time I say this. Hopefully, everybody gets through spring training, no issues, and we can come out um, with our guys, so we can actually see the full potential of this baseball from day team. one, not yes. June first. Yes, I, you know I don't want to wait till June Schwarber comes around for us to start getting into the ball club. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about having Bryce at the beginning of the season. At first base? At first base, right? Getting Trey Turner this year, not coming off the World Baseball Classic. I believe Trey Turner will be – he will resemble more of the player he was, which was a top 10 player, when they signed him versus what we saw in the first half of last year. Like, I think we will get that player and Trey Turner at the plate. He is what he is out in the field, mm-hmm. right? But we, I think at the plate – we will get that Trey Turner this year that's hitting over 300 that may give you 20-plus home runs in this lineup. We'll see. I'm good with Dave Dombrowski. I'm like you. When you hear the guy talk, I just feel at ease. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm being sold a used car, a lemon. I don't feel like any of that thing. Like some guys, I, just, I, I know when it's GM speak, and I just I accept that. Yep. I accept it. You know, with Dave Dombrowski – He's actually giving you GM speak, but it doesn't feel like he's giving you GM speak. Some honesty. In, in when there is some in there. Which is, and we'll play, obviously, more, more throughout the show. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. How do you view this Phillies offseason? We're a week away from, from, from pitchers and catchers. Are you, uh, are you disappointed? Do you still have the excitement? Where are you at? I, I think the reason why um, you know, I feel a little disappointed is I do think they did have uh, abilities to upgrade and almost take this thing from a a really good team that's had good postseason runs to a to a great slash super team. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they had a chance if they wanted. They could have 
attach a prospect to Castellanos and gotten off of him. I think if they wanted to attach a prospect to Tywan Walker and gotten off of him, like that's how you start building a, a super rotation. Like The Phillies rotation is already really good. What are we getting out of Chris Sanchez this year? What are we getting out of uh, Ranger, who seems like regular season's kind of you know hit or miss? He'll have his streaks. He'll have his cold streaks. Nola is, is, is the Nola that we saw in the beginning of the postseason at the end of last year, a guy that we're going to get toward for, for a whole entire year. I think there was an opportunity to to almost build a, a super rotation. And what worries me, Ike, mm-hmm. is the, the Dodgers, they did go get Otani and Glass. I'm tired of the Dodgers. And Tia, like, at some point, it's got to work. Yeah, I mean, Yamamoto, Teoscar Hernandez, like, <laughs> they got, they spent over a billion this offseason. So, how much can I realistically continue to bank on them choking in the second round every, every year? Every year. They'll win 105 games and be out. Even that's disappointing. They should win 115 <laughs> games. Holy cow. And, and listen, because the division clinched in August. <laughs> exactly. exactly. They don't that's play a, a meaningful game after that. And then it's like, listen, beating the Braves in the postseason is fun. How many years am I, am I going to continue? Oh, like that's nothing. It's the best. No, it's the best bit in Philly sports right now is, is the Braves dominating us and right. then we beat them in the postseason. It's just – how many years can I bank on that? How many years do I really think that they're going to be able to have these godlike performances against teams that had better regular seasons than them? So I think they had an opportunity here. You know, it's Rube was always a, a go-for-it guy. Dabrowski's traditionally a go-for-it guy. You know, after they lost in, in 09, bang, here's Halliday. After they lost in 10, Bang! Here's uh, Roy Oswald. Holiday's back. Whatever. <laughs> in the eleven midseason, it was it was Hunter Pence. You know they 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 signed Papelbon. That didn't work out. But still, it was like it was go for it, go for it, go for it. And sure, there's there was some uh, you know money pits involved with that. But they also made trades, and there was a chance whether they wanted to go get a, a true lockdown closer this offseason so where they could have everything funnel underneath and you get Alvarado in the eighth or Anthony in the seventh. I'm kind of excited to see the back end of the bullpen this year. Listen, it's it's a good back end, yeah. but you know what would have made it even better? Like a, a, a true traditional go hand the ninth inning that, to that guy. I like looking at a good back end. Jack's yeah, a back end guy, I've yeah. I've always been a, a, more of a backside guy. Um, but – like, you know, like Kirkering. I, yes, they, they, I want to see him. They're pretty much banking on, can Kirkering close, can Rojas play center field, and, and can Tylen Walker bounce back? Like well, the, two out of three. Well, the Rojas, the, the Rojas risk is, is is it's a big ask. You know, he's a good player. Like, defensively, he's going to have – uh, he's going to be day one, like the best defensive center right? fielder in, in baseball, so that matters. But, like, he can't bat 150. He can't bat, like, sure. <laughs> like, I know people make the Schwarber joke. Schwarber's hitting 40, you know? Right. We will be lucky if Johan Rojas has 10 home runs this year. Yes. So. No, no, I, no, I agree with you there. He needs to be at least a 250 plus hitter. I'll take 220. Sign me up for 220 at this point. You know, they hit 220. I know he hit three, 302 in the regular season last right. year, but that it's. You're not buying a it. little fugazi. Okay. You know okay. which was the most fugazi? Boom, twenty homers. Taiwan Walker, fifteen <laughs> no, wins. No, the fifteen uh, wins, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go with Taiwan Walker. That was the worst fifteen, 15 wins, wins yeah. ever. Don't try to rip Alec Bohm's Never. twenty home runs, man. Come on, man. We're on a streak. I guess I just didn't realize he had twenty <laughs> home runs. <laughs> yes. You know, I didn't feel like you know we're we're big. Got off to a there. hot start. He did. He did. He <laughs> got off. To, he must have had. 13 of those in the first half of the season. I think he went for a month and a half without hitting home run. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that happened. So, 
you know, they're, they're banking on a lot this year. Kem, is Trey Turner more the guy they got after August 4th last year? August 4th, day of the standing ovation. Uh, or was it, or is it more Trey Turner from before that? And I think they had an opportunity here. It, it, the baseball right now is an arms race. It, it's an arms race. Dodgers, Braves, Yankees getting Soto. Mm. Um, like it, it's it's an arms race, and I just feel like the Phillies were like, ah, we're already pretty good. We got Nola back, and we'll see what happens. Maybe around the deadline, we'll go out and make a move, and that's when we'll kind of upgrade the roster. Well, what if you get off to a slow start again? What if you're not in position at the deadline? What if it was like last year where you don't know what your team is? Right. You know, like I just. I'm excited. I can't wait for the Phillies, but I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't disappointed heading into it. Yeah, disappointed, man. That's that's a strong word. That's that's strong right there for this team that that we're getting excited about. And I think once we I think once we see this lineup, right? I think once we see this lineup, I think that'll be something we can get excited about. Can the can the bottom of the lineup uh be improved? Sure, but if I if I'm measuring this up against other teams around the National League, how many have a, a one through nine lineup where there is no deficiencies? Yeah, it's pretty much like Dodgers. Dodgers like, and Braves, right? And the, and the Phillies are right in there. I mean, yeah. Like Roas is the huge, huge, huge question mark, but that's your nine-hole hitter. And I'm good with that. I, like as, as long as he's not terrible and he's going to make up for it defensively. Yeah. I believe he makes up for it defensively. I like the back end and the bullpen. I like the I like the middle part of the, um, the um, bullpen – is sort of where I think roles need to be identified and, and solidified. But I'm looking at our starters. I mean, even with Tywan Walker, if he's just a regular season guy, okay. Mm-hmm. If even if he has, if even if he slides down to number five, if, if Christopher Sanchez, you know, uh, continues his ascension mm-hmm. and he jumps up into that forward Suarez at number three. Okay, you will have overpaid for having Taiwan Walker there, but that's still a, a solid starting five rotation. He's going to eat valuable innings. <laughs> hey, man. He's got to do it. I mean, someone's got to do that it. That stuff matters, yes. Well, we have 100, I think he pitched 160, 170 innings last year. And see, you being a baseball guy, that, those are the things I thought you would actually appreciate more. About Taiwan? Yes. No, I mean, I, got, <laughs> I, I appreciate a good innings eater. So the thing is, like, maybe I know, eat the first inning. I know the, yeah, I know the value of an innings eater. I just hate watching an innings eater. And also, they paid him $18 million a year. Not to be, to be more than just, an yeah, it's almost eater. $70 plus million dollars to, to eat innings is not exactly what I thought we were a good signing agent. up for. And well, for some tacos, too. Like, like Kodai Senga goes to the Mets for essentially the same, uh, the same money, and he's a third in Cy Young last year. You know, so who'd you say? Kodai Senga. Oh, okay, Mets guy. Um, now they did. They did not. Who'd you say? They could have signed Jameson Tyone for the same money, and he was worse than Tyone Walker, so it wasn't as bad. Listen, don't start rolling. No, out. I know, I know. Don't, I know. Don't, don't start rolling out all the names. Two one five, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four to get in on the fills. Plus, Ike. You can tell he was he dove into the baseball talk. He's I know. Ready, he's ready to hit me with all types. He did a high hopes podcast this morning. Oh, I was excited. You know, he's loaded and ready to go. I couldn't wait to go. I couldn't wait to talk fills today. I I'm excited for the Phillies. Yes, I, I, ch- I noticed a change in your demeanor. Yeah, a little disappointed. <laughs> Definitely disappointed. Definitely wish that they went out and, and acquired a bigger name to get people you know, fired up about the year. So you want something that, that, that you can be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my team. Yeah. <laughs> Take your little football team and shove it. <laughs> but, but nah, of course, yeah, I would love to be able to peacock about them for sure. I got to hear James and West Philly talking about a cheap owner. Yeah, I don't need any of that stuff. I, it's it, it's going to be exciting, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit disappointed. So to get in on that, 
would love to have you. Plus, um, it is morning show side topic week. Oh, what, what do we got today? <laughs> well, listen, uh, in, in, in spirit of Valentine's Day, mm. best rom-com. Yeah. Listen, it's a big category. It's a big category. <laughs> we didn't have qualifiers. Not not best rom com from the eighties or best rom com from the nineties. Oh no, so you're not doing in your lifetime no, and you're no, not doing all of that. No, I, that's very morning show. You know, so I'm, I'm not in the spirit of the morning show. I'm not doing best rom com that starts with the you know, like we're just we're just going big topic, big topic. What is the best rom com of all time? What you win, no matter what, you'll win a hand and stone, massage and facial gift card, no matter what. Plus, all winners this week will be qualified to win a Rhythm of Love heart pendant courtesy of Mark Jewelers. We'll announce that winner at the end of the week. Ike, my favorite rom-com of all time. It's easy. Which one you got? Hitch. Hitch? I I loved Hitch, man. I used to watch Hitch, I don't know, like once a month. Will Smith, Will Smith, Kevin James. Holy cow! I loved Hitch, man. He gets a he has the the allergic reaction and he's yeah. looking in the the mirror. Yeah. It's all puffed up. Yeah, yeah. You could watch Hitch any day of the week. Hitch, Hitch is great. Nothing says romance like a Kevin James rom com. Yeah, I, I would not have I would not have guessed Hitch for you. Um, wow, rom coms. This that's quite a bit of them. I, I gotta go back. I gotta Who's go the back. First one that sticks out to you. Well, I got I gotta go back to like when Harry met Sally. Yeah, see the the OG one. Yeah. What's that? It's the OG rom-com. Oh, you said OG. I was going to say D-O-G. No, no, no. It's the OG rom-com. You said D-O-G, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or or Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, I love Sleepless in Seattle. Right? Got to go with those. I know, but you don't. A little more Tom Hanks. We can't have you taking all of them off the the board Oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. That's two two big answers. That's two big ones right there. I took Hitch. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You think we would have got a hitch? I don't think anybody today? was going to give out hitch. It's disappointing because I because I do love hitch. Well, somebody would have. We are in Will Smith's hometown, right? Who could forget the the most famous alum from Overbrook High? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He may be the most famous. He might actually yes, be. Might yes, be. yes. That's not even. Might not I mean, be him and Will. I mean, uh, I mean, Will. Wilt. Wilt. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's it's those two. Uh, Buzz, before we go, uh, hit a break here. What's your go to rom com? The go to rom com that I watch a lot of times this time of year. It's Fever Pitch. Oh, oh it's, a, it's a great one. I Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Drew Barrymore. It's a love story around baseball. Nice and relatable. Love it. Uh, it's all about the 04 Red Sox, too. I would say a part of my persona is built off of Jimmy Fallon and Fever Pitch. I don't think I've seen Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch was, I, I, if you watch it now, you probably think it's dumb. But, like, in the moment as a kid, you know, I love baseball. It was like, sure. I want to be Jimmy Fallon. Like his whole, his whole apartment was decked out in Red Sox gear. His whole personality is the I don't Red think I've Sox. I've never seen Jimmy Fallon in a movie. Yeah, he doesn't have that many. Right. He he would re, whenever he got sad or broke up with a girlfriend, he would rewatch the 1986 World Series Game Six of the Buckner play. Like that's that's living. <laughs> that's, that's living. That's living. He does he does this season ticket draft. Yep, the season I, ticket draft. God, I love Fever Pitch. It's a good call. It's, it's a really good movie. It's a big answer. It's a really good movie. The Red Sox get in the way of his relationships, yeah. and he's got to decide who he loves more, the team or the or girl. Or Drew Barrymore. Yes. Yes. Awesome. It's a great wow. movie. Yeah. Ike well, goes- it, sounds like, it sounds like Buzz might have took it to, well, I, I went old school. I went to 90s rom-coms. I watched all the 90s rom-coms. Oh, too. you like those too? Yeah. yeah. You've got mail. 
Yep. Dude, I, dude I, if there's one category of movies I know, it's rom-coms. Two, one, five, five, How about nine. Jack and Jill? Does that count? Are we going to take all of them? That's not actually an answer. It's no, awful. Jack no and Jill's not a winning answer. Oh. I, th- I think I think me and Jill were the only two that went to go see it in theaters. Like, that's how bad For it was. obvious reasons. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, of course. We had to see it. <laughs> and it was the yeah. worst movie ever made. One of the worst movies of all time. And one of the worst, worst movies of all time. Two, one, five, five, nine, two, ninety-four, ninety-four. On the other side. Craig Carton joined the show, former WIP host, former WFAN host, the uh, Spikes, Spikes employee, <laughs> and the host of the Carton show. His thoughts on the Super Bowl and everything going on with that. Plus, back to your phone calls. Are you disappointed in the Phillies offseason? And give us the best rom-com for your chance to win a hand and stone massage and facial gift card, plus a chance to win a rhythm of love heart pendant. That's all coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. A Twitter question today brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Valentine's Day shop Mark's Jewelers. Every purchase over $249 gets a free box of chocolates and a dozen roses online. Marks-Jewelers.com. Are you disappointed in this Phillies offseason? 65% say yes. I agree. They are disappointed in this offseason. I'm wondering what they're disappointed in. Well, I think they view it as... You know, you got so close last year, and there's people view it as they didn't do anything to improve the ball club. Like it, it, they're essentially running it back with the same team last year that came, yeah, one game short of the World Series. Yep, and yeah, because that's that's a terrible thing to do. Well, I know, I know. When I try to say that, it's like, <laughs> oh, you, you suck up to the Phillies, don't you know? But but, but it's been a, it's been a good last two off, yeah. last two last two seasons. Yeah, and and I I think I'm just trying to figure out where the upgrade will come and whether or not it's worth it versus – because I think most people would say center field. What, like, what would you go – what would be the number one thing? So uh, Unless you didn't want to bring NOLA back. So maybe that has bothered some people signing, re-signing NOLA. I think there's a, a, a portion of it. I think okay. there's a portion of people that are ready to move on from NOLA. I guess it could be Castellanos. Could you find an upgrade out there? Or or is that is that addition by subtraction um, to, to, to move off him? He's not – he wasn't – a. a a disaster last year. No. I mean, he was 
He's the only player in postseason history to have back-to-back two home run games, you know? <laughs> okay. He was. I mean, that <laughs> yeah, happened. Yeah, okay. He yeah, also was, he was horrible after right, the, I was gonna say, yeah. when they went to Arizona. So, you know, are we overreacting to the end of the Arizona series with Cassianos? Taiwan Walker, could they have done an upgrade there? Could they have, you know, gotten off of his money and try to trade for another starter? If you want to get crazy, like Corbin Burns, give him up for a year and then see if you want to re-sign him. Hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, I think I think it's just I think it's just frustrating because it feels like people sit, they're sitting on their hands. But at the same time, if they sign someone else besides Nola, do they still have the same view? Yeah. So that so th- that that would have been my question. So if they sign a different pitcher, right? Or trade for a different pitcher, trade for Burns. Um, you think people have a better feeling about the team going into the season? Probably. I think if they go out and like if they if in the, if in the next week they sign Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell, mm-hmm. and then they get off Tom Walker, I think people are like, "Wow, we got the best rotation in baseball," you know, and then some. Like right now, it's it's on like if you want to go by analytics, they have the best rotation in baseball. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think it would be. I, I think it's. I think it's the feeling that they were close last year, and what do they do to to, to cement that they're going to get back there next year? Hmm. Yeah, I, listen. I, I think it's a fair argument when you're just just going off surface stuff. When you're saying, okay, what did they add to a team that finished? I forget what their record was. Um, they, they had ninety they, wins. Last year. Ninety wins last year. So that was ninety and seventy two. I think that's right. I think mm-hmm. the math is right there. Um, so what did they do to improve upon that? Well, I, I mean, I look at it as, okay, what if they don't get off to the slow start that they got off to? Because now you have Bryce Harper for a full season. Now, okay, can we – is it fair to say we're going to get a different Trey Turner? I mean, Trey Turner throughout his career, especially over the most recent years, uh, has shown to be the player that we saw the last two months of the season, mm-hmm. two and a half months of the season – than what we saw in the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. So are we going to get closer to what that trade turner is or what we saw last year? I would I would venture to say the former. What the, the, the trade turner that we signed prior to him coming here. I think we get more of that trade turner throughout the season versus what we got last year. He's not going to need a standing ovation this year. Can we, I, I hope not. Can we get a can we get a top ten MVP finish from Trey Turner this right. year? It should. I mean, they, yes. they paid it. You might as well get those seasons out of the way now because I don't know about the the, the yeah the yeah. These are his prime years, so yeah, you may as well get his best years right now. Have a get a nice little Harper Turner like yeah, going off season. Yeah, that's what carried the Phillies from you know oh seven oh eight oh nine. You know, and then the pitching kind of carried him in ten and eleven. But mm-hmm. was he, he had that offense just go off with Chase uh, Ryan Howard uh, Jimmy 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 Rollins. Mm-hmm. You, you still had other hitters in that lineup sprinkled throughout, whether it was Pat Burrow, whether it was Jason Worth, um, Banez for the first half of the season that he had. Oh, nine Banez? Yeah, the oh nine yeah. Banez. So, yeah, you had those guys there. Yeah, and I think I think this could be that. You start off the season with Schwarber at the top of the lineup versus trying to start with Trey Turner there or Bryson Stott, and now you don't have to worry about. Kyle Schwarber not doing anything for the first four and a half weeks of the season mm-hmm. and then waiting to get him going. Maybe he gets going sooner. I I, I, just, I think the team, as long as the pitching can do what they're supposed to do, I'm telling you, man, I think we're, we're challenging the Braves for the National League East. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. You excited or disappointed uh, heading into Philly season, but – 
It's time to go out and talk to a guy who I love listening to for years up on WFAN, and, and frankly, it's a bit of an honor. Craig Carton joins WIP in the afternoon show. What's happening, Craig? This isn't Spike Eskin, is it? Not yet. Not <laughs> no, yet. Okay. He's, he's on his way down here. He's on his, Eventually, he'll eventually Listen, work his New way York's down here. New York's not for everybody. He made it a couple of years, but he's a Philly boy, so he's going back home to water, ice, and soft pretzels, and it's hard to blame him. All right, so before we get into the sports, uh, Craig, we, yep. right, we, we got to talk to you about your working relationship with Spike up there in New York. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so Spike was tasked with coming up there to whip, to whip WFAN into shape. How do, okay. you think, how do you think he did? He got whipped into shape. Not, <laughs> not the other way around. I, I love Spike dearly as a friend and as a coworker. Um, and listen, when you, you guys know this now, Ike, you probably had it, I'm sure, twice in your life now as a player and as a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. It's either in your blood or it's not, right? Yep. And for a kid who obviously grew up, uh, you know, knowing who his dad is and all the success Howard had, and then got to be an executive in Philly and came up, you know, to quote unquote to the show with us at WFAN, <laughs> which is up to the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I see it. And I worked in both places. I think I can say that. Um, yeah, listen, he's just a great guy, but if, if you have that passion of wanting to be on the air, it never goes away. Like, you really can't do anything else. Right. So I respect it, and, you know, I, 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 I hope he's taking a pay cut, but he is going <laughs> back to Philly, so all good. But great guy, and you guys are already mad successful, which is awesome. And I think just having Spike as a part of what you guys are doing will make it even better. Now, now he told me we should take this interview through 3 o'clock because he's sick and tired of hearing from you. And, we, and he hears <laughs> that you're coming on WFAN at 3. Should we do that? I asked him how hard it was for him to book me today. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was getting ready. So let's ask you about that, Craig. Going from yep. doing, listen, you are you you were part of one of the iconic shows up there at, at FAN, uh, you and Boomer, and all yeah. the work that you've done throughout your career. But but leaving radio and going to TV, man, I, I get a chance to check you out in the mornings. I love the work you guys are doing there. You're up there with my guy Plexico Burris, my Spartan yeah. dog, yeah. Uh, former New York Giant. Uh, how's that transition been for you going from TV to radio? Yeah, well, as you know, it's, it's a whole different animal. Um, and the one thing I can say, and without sounding arrogant, like I knew I was good at radio. I'm good at radio. I know I can do it. And I've been very blessed to be really successful. So the TV thing is a, just a whole different challenge for me. And I did both jobs for about a year. And then just lifestyle-wise, as a guy who's blessed to have you know, the second chance, obviously you guys well know my story, mm-hmm. to a, be back on the radio in New York, which is awesome, and then for Fox to come calling. You know, it really came out to me as, as a quality of life thing, which is why I ultimately left the fan you know, for a second time. TV's just different, man. And part of the difference is that in radio, if you guys have a point, you can massage it, right? Mm-hmm. You can get to a place where if the punchline doesn't hit it first, you can come back around. If you don't describe it maybe the way you want it to, you can save it, and you have plenty of time to do that. The difference for me in TV, it's harder to be a storyteller on TV. you got to get right to the point. Nobody's waiting around. you got all these rules about, like, graphics have to match what you're talking about, and video's got to support that. <laughs> so it's far more complicated than it needs to be. And the other difference, which is really interesting, like when you guys prep a show, it's you guys, a producer, and a board op, and that's really about it, right? Yep. I got 25 dudes on my staff, hmm. and I don't even know the first names half of them, <laughs> and it's been a year and a half. So it's just a different animal, but I like the challenge, and, you know, I believe in my talent and my ability, and we're blessed that we're showing great growth, and knock on wood, it'll continue, but the radio's always going to be in my heart is my 
you know, true first love, no doubt about that. Yeah. I'm curious, what would Craig Carton's reaction have, uh, have been if Al Dukes booked the wrong Randy Moss on Radio Row? Oh, it would have been mana from heaven right there. <laughs> the biggest mistake they made was you still got to bring the wrong Randy Moss on the show. I know. Like, you don't cancel that interview. You play it up. Yo, Tom, I love the fact that the football player, Randy Moss, has commented on it now on social media. And that's the best producer, all due respect to the guys in your building, in the business. So the fact that he had to eat that one is great. <laughs> it is. It is. All right, Craig, uh, talk to us about yeah. what you got going on uh, with the responsible gaming through, through FanDuel. All right. So, yeah. So, look, I'm a compulsive gambler. I can't gamble responsibly. And you'll learn my life lessons the hard way. I went down a really bad road. Centered around gambling is like the root cause of my issues in life. And I joined with FanDuel a couple years ago as an ambassador, just to, not to scare anybody, because to be fair, far majority of people that are going to gamble can do it recreationally, responsibly, and it's never a problem. The issue, of course, is the fact that so many more people are now gambling for the first time, and the bulk of those people are young men, you know, like, no joke, 19 to like 23 years old, and they're either not mature enough to handle money or make those types of unemotional decisions about wagering. We want to make them aware that there are kind of steps they can take to protect themselves from themselves. And there's three easy ways to do it. Wager limits. So even if you have that huge win, right, and you get the Super Bowl right, not to go you know, crazy and risk it all on you know, the Monday night basketball game or something like that, to be smart about how much you're allowed to wager and you set that number, how much can you even deposit at first? So again, so you don't make bad decisions. And then how much time you spend doing it? You know, the reality is that you should go to the app if you're going to use it, make the wager you're going to make, and you shouldn't be on your phone. And what happens with young guys who start gambling in an unsafe manner is that they become reclusive, they become loners, and they start spending a lot of time on the app and on their phone, and they kind of lose sight of the fact that gambling should be something you do with your buddies, should be recreational, should be you know, fun and responsible. So Fandles try to set up these tools really to help people from themselves. And if I knew about those tools, you know, I hope, fingers crossed, I would have followed them and it would have saved me for myself. Yeah, and obviously you can go to uh, fandle.com slash RG to find any uh, tools and resources and anything that you need to know about uh, getting help if needed or, or responsible gaming and all that stuff. So well, I have a question for Ike, if I can. Okay, great. Sure, what's I up? always wonder this, and I ask players this a lot. How much are you guys aware of a point spread before a game, especially like a nationally televised game or a playoff game. Do you guys know about that or not? Um, I think if it was a big game, like a playoff game, it's hard not to know. Like the, the first game I could think of that I like the point spread stuck out to me is when we played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I knew we were underdogs by seven, I believe, uh, okay. in that game. Other than that, um, it's funny because I'm sitting here listening to you about your rules and your tips about responsibly gambling, and a lot of that applies to me now as I've, I've become a gambler uh, yeah. probably over the last four years of my life with, uh, with, with our partnership with FanDuel. So a lot of those tools I certainly apply and, and use to make sure I'm doing it responsibly myself. I, I think it's harder for players now to not know, Craig. I don't know how they sure. don't know about the point spreads, but, hell, I was, I was doing it when obviously sports – Gambling wasn't as legal as it is now, and it wasn't sure. at your fingertips. So we didn't pay attention. At least I didn't Did pay attention ever as much. Did come in and say, these sons of bitches, you're 10-point underdogs. You're going to take that? Or did a, did a coach never bring that up? I don't recall a coach ever bringing that up. Uh, 
especially not the exact points. I think I may I may have remember a coach talking about being us being underdogs in this game. And you know, they think right. they they think you guys can't go out and beat this team and so you're underdogs. But I we didn't get it as much and man, I'm going back twenty years as I'm dating myself almost. But yeah, I, I would imagine nowadays though, man, it's it's hard for it not to be in their conscience. The only coach in Philly now, I was in Philly the first time from 93 to 97. Uh-huh. And so I, I was there for the, the last year of Rich Cotite. And then, of course, my main man, Ray Rhodes. Yep. Ray Rhodes was very much aware yes. of what that point spread was. <laughs> um, he also liked the ponies. As everybody I was going to say, yeah, he, was, he certainly was a horse guy. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. But, yeah, so he was, he was aware of it. I think he may have used it uh, once or twice. So I always wonder if coaches bring it up. And you're right, like today – you know full well yeah. if you're an underdog or a favorite because it's all people talk about. Well, here's the other thing with me. Being, being a fifth-round draft pick and didn't have much money back then, I, I didn't even think about gambling. I, you know, I just, All that stuff, that, that stuff never crossed my mind because I, I guess I, would, I was more worried about losing money than I would sure. be about winning money somewhere. So, you know, right. I, I, like I said, over the last five or six years, I, I've become more in tune with the whole sports well, gambling you know, world. Sports talk show host, you know everything. So yes. I'm sure you're really good at it, right? right? <laughs> now, question, are you guys concerned that Joel Embiid has basically become <laughs> the Philadelphia version of Patrick Ewing, great player who's never going to win a title? Oh, we, can't, we, we, we can't even get to a, a I, final. Yeah, I was going to say, here we go. You know what? I, I See, I wanted to, to slide into <laughs> basketball to actually give you guys some props. Your Knicks yep. are looking good right now. And, and so, yes, yes, your Knicks are looking good right now. Just don't – here's the thing, because I, I catch you in the morning every once in a while. Don't, yeah. go, don't go all in on the Knicks, man. You know you know how I'm that's going to end up better. there. <laughs> yes, I, I, will, I will say this. The one thing we have, the commonality we have, even though we're cats and dogs, as Philadelphia fans and New York fans, is that we all love watching Doc Rivers go one and four. <laughs> Nothing better. That's the truth. Let me tell you a quick Plaxico, before I go, quick Plaxico Burr story, right? Yep. So Plaxico's a great guy. And as you say, he does my show frequently. Eagle, uh, Giants come to Philly, one, I think it's his last year in New York with the Giants. Uh, they beat the Eagles. They're hearing it from the crowd, as you guys know and expect, right? Uh, I guess what they used to do for visiting players, they would go to one of the cheesesteak places, the team would, and as guys got on the bus, everyone would get a cheesesteak and a drink, and you get on the bus to drive back to New York. So Plax being Plax, rock star that he is, he's eating a cheesesteak and thinks it's the greatest thing he's ever eaten. The bus is about to get on I-95 north to New York. He gets up and tells the bus driver to stop and turn around to go back to the cheesesteak place because he wants a second one. <laughs> and that's exactly what the bus driver did. That's amazing. I've never had that's- that type of pool. <laughs> that is Plax to bus. All right, Craig, before we let you go, who are you rooting for in the big game? Um, I have this, I'm, I'm in the middle of a fight right now, Kansas City Chiefs fans, <laughs> which is not unique to me because I, uh, you know, Philly fans are not, uh, I'm not their favorite guy either right now. <laughs> um, look, I just think, I think San Francisco on paper, I know it's not played on paper, San Francisco is the better team. Obviously, Mahomes is special, best quarterback right now in the league. No, no one's going to argue that. But spot by spot, I just think San Francisco is better. And if the San Francisco defense comes to play, which they didn't early, against Detroit or Green Bay, I just think Kansas is going to have a tough time keeping up with the offense that San Francisco has. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be something. And I'm an Andy Reid guy. That's my old coach. But, yeah, yeah I, I, I just think San Francisco is the more talented team overall. I really do. 
I'm with you. Yeah, we can't let we can't let Brock Purdy win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean it would set it would set the sport back a hundred years. Hey, by the way, Brock Purdy wins, you got to start talking about top three, top four in the league. No, we can't do that. We we, <laughs> we, we can't let that happen. Craig, uh, continue success and thanks for hopping on today. Okay, appreciate it, bro. Take care, guys. Uh, yep. There he goes, Craig Garden. <laughs> He really yeah. doesn't lie. He, 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 the little needle. He can't help himself. He can't help yeah, himself. yeah. He, listen, he know listen. he had a bleep eating grin when he yes. was talking about Embiid. Yes, yes. You know he did. And, and and his Knicks. The Knicks are are doing well right I now. Know. Although I, I can't buy They're into not the winning Knicks. a title. I cannot buy into the, winning a title. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, they're definitely not doing that. Well, they're they're hot, man. Best team in basketball. They are anyway. But without a superstar, yeah, that that can't last forever. They're, they're, like that doesn't last in the playoffs. No, no. I like Jalen Brunson. So no offense to the Villanova and New York Wildcats. Yeah, even though that's all they are. <laughs> you know Josh Hart. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, like are, even Chinzo's been playing pretty good up there too. Could they be the O four Pistons? And they didn't Wait, see. You know what? Soon as Julius Randle comes back, all bets are off. Man, well, he's you, actually, you know it. He actually hurts them. Yeah, that's he, what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, as soon as he's back, that's when nobody starts believing in him. Yeah, let's sneak in JB and Chestnut Hill. What's happening, JB? Yo, what's up, guys? Great show as usual. Thanks, man. What's up, JB? Uh, a baseball point, maybe a football point, and a rom com for you. So, what if, we love reclamation projects. We love second chances, third chances. We did it with Michael Vick in football. We don't want other players. Jack, you're our resident baseball guy. What do you uh, think about bringing Trevor Bauer in? I, I got about no interest. Like, I think, I, I think no one's even expressed any interest in him. Like, I, I think there's probably <laughs> more more that we don't know about Trevor Bauer than I, I, I'm not a fan of the headaches. No, I'm, I'm not a fan of, like, his baggage. But, you know, legally all of his baggage is behind him, right? Mm-hmm. He did everything he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. He actually sued his accuser. Accuser sued him. It all was washed away. I don't. Nobody knows except for the two people in the room. But according legally, he, I know. he's completely free to sign with that. I think he's playing in Japan or something like that. Yeah, right. Um, I, it's just a fascinating name to see if that guy can go back and be, you know, a pitcher major. Well, he said ball. yesterday he'd sign an incentive laden deal just to be back in the big league. So he's desperate, and you'd think that someone would bite. But I, I just I feel like there <laughs> might be more there than than we know publicly. I don't know. I just I'm not a big fan of the 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 baggage right now with, with this yeah, team, JB. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as the Eagles are concerned, one of the main things earlier today they were talking about the the idea of Zach Wilson like so hide your mom, but um, <laughs> Zach Wilson as a backup, you know, another reclamation project for. He's got. I mean, we know he's got a first round arm. He's just got a ten cent brain. He's like, he's like the poor man's Jay Cutler. But my question is, this would go towards like and you, and you Jack. Um, like, where do we see this team as far as like filling those positions in the offseason? Like, we need a good backup quarterback because you know if Jalen goes down for a game or two. It's got to be somebody's got to get you through. And then I got Rob. You don't think that's running. Mariota? You don't think you, you want to bring back Mariota for eight million? I think, no, I think Mariota's going to walk anyway if they can. I mean, the guy, he can play, as we found what out. What about the draft so, Spencer Rattler in the third round? Uh, the guy can't see over my elbow, so I, <laughs> good luck in the NFL. Yeah, we'll like, see. Spencer well, Rattler fell off faster than, like, you know, a line of coke at the 80s Giants football team party. Like, he was, he went from, two years ago, he went from being the guy. He was like, oh, my God, Spencer Rattler's going to be the new the better version yeah, of Johnny Nonsense and then Manzel, and now all of a sudden he's all off too. Yeah, who's your, what's your rom-com? I think an underrated rom-com 
because you don't realize it's a rom-com. It's called John Amos running McDowell's. You got the prince coming to look for his queen, but really the whole movie is about Eddie Murphy and crazy funny impressions. But in the end, it is a rom-com, and it's one of the funniest movies of all time. What movie? Your, your what phone. Movie your it? phone cut out. What, what? Oh, c- coming to America. Oh, coming oh, to yeah, America. Sure. Okay, appreciate. Is it. that considered a rom com? I don't think that's considered a rom com. It's not. It's a, it's a comedy movie. Well, there's a romantic side to it. We count coming to America. I'm just saying. I don't know. You would know coming to America way more intricately than I would. Well, I know it's a comedy. I don't know if it falls in the romantic comedy category. There, I'm just saying there is a romantic part about the movie. It is about him coming to America to find his wife. According to IMDb, it's yes. comedy slash romance. Okay. There it's you go. Hey, so yeah. oh, that's at the top Count of the it. list then, baby. Count coming it. to America. I love it. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. If you're wondering why we're asking for our favorite rom-com today, well, it's morning show side topic week here on the afternoon show. And if you win today, you'll win a hand and stone massage and facial gift card, uh, good for a 50-minute massage or facial, and the big prize, you'll be qualified to enter to win a Rhythm of Love heart pendant courtesy of Mark's Jewelers. Get in now, 215-592-9494. We'll get to your calls on the Phillies. Has this been a disappointing offseason for you plus a big question about the super bowl as we are a year removed from us being there what is it we'll get to that coming up next here on the afternoon show on sports radio 94 wyp tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports clock at four donchich the step back three you bet music you said my world even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier. And timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.